The next time that the disciples saw Jesus, which he rose from the dead, was when he met them on a mountain in Galilee. And when they saw him there, they worshipped him, but at the same time, they doubted. And you might think, how could they doubt? What did they doubt? Did they doubt that it was really Jesus? Did they doubt that he was really risen? Did they doubt that they were forgiven? Probably all of the above. And you might think, how could they doubt that? They're literally looking at him right now. He's appeared to them like at least like five times. And we know it's more than that because it tells us that for 40 days, Jesus kept appearing to them and teaching them about the kingdom of God and proving to them that he was really risen because he wanted them to be sure and be good witnesses so that they could tell everyone that he was risen from the dead so everybody would know. But the reason why they still doubted is because they're people. And as human beings, we have a sinful nature that always doubts God and his salvation. But even while they doubted, notice they also worshipped because they also were believers. So then Jesus was with them on the, on the top of this mountain. You know, Jesus has done that quite a few times before, right? Where he took like Peter, James, and John up to the Mount of Transfiguration. And where he took Peter, James, and John to the Garden of Gethsemane, which was on the Mount of Olives. Yeah, he took Peter, John. A lot of times he only took those three, right? Yeah, those are the first three. They weren't the, f I don't know if they were the first three, although I think they were three of the first four. Andrew is the other one. He gets left out a lot. Um, he was a brother of Peter. So I don't know for sure that they were the first disciples. In, in like some of the gospels, they're the first ones that are mentioned. And it's Peter, Andrew, James, and John. Peter and Andrew were brothers. James and John were brothers. And they might have been cousins. But anyway. This time, it's all the disciples. Not just three. All of them are there. Except for one. Judas. Yeah, Judas. Because Judas betrayed Jesus, and then when he realized what was happening to Jesus, he killed, Wait, him, he Judas? killed himself. Judas Iscariot. Yeah. So no. while they're watching Jesus, he and he's talking to them, <clears throat> he's not alive anymore. He killed himself. Because yeah. he didn't trust in Jesus. Like What I mean is, Peter also denied Jesus and was very sorry about it, as Judas was when he realized what was happening to Jesus. But Judas despaired. The reason why Judas did that is because he didn't remember that Jesus said he was going to rise from the dead, and he didn't believe there could be forgiveness, and he didn't trust in Jesus. But P Peter's faith didn't fail. Jesus kept Peter's faith alive even when he sinned and denied. But while Jesus was speaking to them, he started to rise up into the sky. And he said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations by baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and by teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Well, that's a great command, isn't it? Sometimes people call it the Great Commission. That's a big thing he told his church to do. But he also talked about the great power that he gives his church because he has all authority and he's given to the church the means by which to make disciples in baptism and in the word. And that's also why those go together. We baptized Simon and then we teach him. But we baptized. We baptized you guys and then we teach you. That's what he says. Baptize and make disciples. I so just like, like um, yeah. What's his name? The new guy in the um... instruction class. Yeah, 
I think he's already baptized, but clay? he probably hasn't. Yeah, clay. Oh, clay. Yeah, clay was already baptized up, and, and his parents have been teaching him. And he comes to church to hear, and now I do catechism to teach him more. That's the point. You, baptism starts you on the path of discipleship. Just like when Jesus called the disciples to be his disciples. That's what he's doing. One of the things that he's doing in baptism. He said, you, come follow me. <coughs> and then, like he taught the disciples for three years, so he teaches you all your life. Being a disciple of Jesus is for your whole life. It's for you to spend your whole life following Jesus and learning his word. Because you, you even in your whole life you couldn't learn everything in his word. Yeah. You never learn everything. You never learn everything in the whole wide world. Well, you never, that too, but you also never learn everything in his word. You can read the Bible many times and still not learn everything there is to know about it. Because his word is so deep and wonderful. You know, St. Augustine, who was a teacher in like the fourth century, he was talking about the Bible and he said that the Bible is at the same time like a river so deep that an elephant cannot stand but in he it. Trail? And so shallow that a child can splash and play in it. And his point was that it's very simple and clear and comforting. And even a little child can hear the Bible, understand what it means. But at the same time, as you grow older and you read it and read it and learn it and study it, it's very deep and, and um, unending in its meaning for us. And you never get bored of it. Like, oh, this is too simple. This is for babies. So, well, this is too simple. Well, this is for babies. Yeah. So, Jesus said this, and he also made a great promise at the end, right? I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He's going to be with his church and to be with us and to help us and to forgive us and to bless us. And he ascended up into heaven and he was blessing them. And then he was taken up into the clouds so that they didn't see him anymore. And he went up to heaven. And they stood there staring up after him. And they stood there for a while staring. And then these angels came out of the clouds and they said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing here staring up into the sky? This same Jesus whom you saw go into heaven is going to come again in the same way that you saw him go into heaven. Meaning he's going to return in the clouds in power and glory on judgment day. The angel was telling them, well, he's not going to come back right now. But he is going to come back later, and you got some work to do until then. To preach his word, to forgive people's sins, to do what he sent you to do, to go and tell all nations, to make disciples. And so we'll start hearing about next time is start the book of Acts. We've just finished the last story in the Gospels. But that's not where all the things that Jesus is doing stop. When he ascends into heaven, he doesn't stop being with us. He says, I'm with you always. He doesn't stop working. He sent his disciples to make disciples, and he said he's going to work through them. And the book of Acts will show us that, that Jesus is continuing to act, to be at work with his power and his grace, especially in his word.